Hey everyone and welcome to the Junkyard. The show about nothing. <laughs> My name is Imani. I'm Zach. And here, here we, we go. How are you doing, Zach? Didn't I go first last week? Um, I think I did. How are you, Imani? Oh, yeah. How am I? Yeah. That's what I just asked. How am I? You're stalling. Well, <laughs> if you must ask me how I am. I did, yeah. L- let me let me tell you how I'm doing. <laughs> you tell me. I am doing so well that I'm going to tell you. Um, so I went, I'm doing good. <laughs> I hate you so much. Why are you doing good? What's going on with you? Um, well, I, um, I, I don't know, man. I'm just, you know, I'm feeling really good. Like, you know, there's something about this day right now at this very moment that I'm just feeling super good at this moment. That's feeling good to me. This moment. Is gonna last forever. How does it feel? How do you feel about this moment? This moment, <laughs> this moment, though. Oh, another one. Oh, another one. Oh, and another one. They're all hitting so good. Like, ooh, these. Oh, oh, oh another moment. It's, that's how good of a day it is. Things are going good for you. Yes. Okay. Another moment. Good. <laughs> another one. <laughs> another one. So, how are you doing? I'm chilling. I'm good. We had a we had a, a holiday party. Uh, on Saturday, so that was nice. It was uh, not as many people as I invited, but isn't that always the case? I mean, uh, it's funny. I think something's going around right now, so people were sick. Either that or I am really uncool. Either way, we had a nice little turnout. Uh, people brought some drinks. We had a taco bar. Uh, yeah, all a bunch of close close friends, so it, it was pretty chill. Uh, Let it be noted that when Zach great. says close friends, I was not invited. So that's how close on I, Zach, are. Well, that's because you're underage. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know. <laughs> if your sister was here, she would have got an invite too. But not you because I hate I mean, because you're underage. But I'm, I'm doing Welcome great. Welcome to the junkyard. <laughs> Today is, what is it, Monday. It's Monday, but this comes out on Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. It is Wednesday, everyone. <laughs> Can I talk about something real quick? Okay. There. No, 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 no. I, I would like to talk about. So I am having a good day, like I said. Yeah, moment I, to moment, I apparently. Moment to moment, but earlier it was not so much that way. I was not honest. Okay. Because I went to Six Flags yesterday. Uh huh. Right. And I swiped my card at a vending machine, and apparently the vending machine was registered in New Jersey. So my bank thought that I was making a transaction in New Jersey, and they're like, "He doesn't live in New Jersey, so let's block his card." So my card was blocked, and I needed gas. So um. That's why I was so late because I was on the on the call with them over and over again. Yeah, and we're, phone, we're like two hours late, two and a half hours late. Yeah, again. But like because of me, I was like an hour late, like so ir- irritating because I was trying to get gas and like my card was blocked. And I had to call them. My phone kept losing service because my phone, I, I, I broke it. Like I, I tried fixing it and I messed up the antenna inside. So I always lose service. Mm. And it was just a whole thing. And so that is that that's how my morning was going. My alarm didn't go off for some reason. So <sighs> I woke up at nine fifty eight. Which was not great because we're supposed to record at eleven, so that was not fun. Or we're supposed to. I'm supposed to get here at eleven. Be here at eleven. So yeah. it was not. Fun. I would have been on time if it weren't for the gas thing. I, I knew something was up because I texted you earlier in the morning and I was like, "Oh, I forgot we record today." As like a joke, but yeah. you didn't respond. I was like, "Oh, maybe he's passed out because he got home at four a.m." No, but like it's that. not even that. Like I set my alarm and I was like, "Um, just too tired, huh?" No, I did. No, I just didn't go off because mom didn't hear anything. And I have it to music, and it's, like, really loud. And she's like, I didn't hear anything. So, I was like, that's a bummer on that end. Anyway, so new things of the week. I like to break the rule. So, I'd like to talk about – are you a big video gamer? 
<laughs> yeah, dude. No, I, 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 you know, I sold my PS4. I don't have any. That's right, system. you sold it. I just barely a couple of days ago hopped back on Fortnite on my computer. Ugh. But I'm a trash PC gamer. Yeah. So, <clears throat> my first game though, I jumped in, I got eight eliminations, so that was pretty awesome. But I'm pretty sure it's just because they put me in the game with a bunch of bots <laughs> to make me feel better about myself, so uh-huh. I keep playing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So no, I'm not a big. Uh, gamer. Okay, well I'm a, I'm a pretty big gamer. I mean, and it's hard because. I'm a grown man, so I have like things I have to do. So I try and sneak in oh, you're, you're gaming man? wherever I can. Well, as opposed to like if I was still in high school and not worrying about paying bills, then it'd be easier to game. You know what I mean? Mm. But uh, you know, I'm up working out and trying to hustle, and I have you know creative endeavors I want to pursue. So I can't just do video games, even though I love video games so much. So one of the great things that is out now is the Switch. Right, the Switch has been out for a while. Mm-hmm. Really put a new spin on mobile gaming. Obviously, the Switch is so old. I'm not here to review the Switch, but <laughs> what I have, I've had for a couple weeks that I want to talk about, bam, Pokemon Shield, Pokemon Sword and Shield. This game is super legit, ready to E for everyone. I'm freaking stoked off this game. So not new thing of the week, but I've had it long enough to where I feel like I can talk about it. Mm. And I'll just I'll just give you a little bit of the the best things and so uh we're in a new region right almost each game moves to a different region so mm-hmm. we're in the, the gallery region which is modeled after the uk which is pretty cool mm-hmm. there's a lot of freedom uh the towns are like the towns are huge and they have, they're, they're multi-layered so there's normally uh, like a lower level and an upper level um there's still as much interaction but the graphics are way better i feel like they could be a little bit more better but mm-hmm. i think it depends more on better they could be they could be better mm-hmm. right but just, I think it, they, I think this game is still made by Game Freak, and Nintendo's been working with Game Freak for a while, so it's sort of like uh, the stylized, sort of uh, the style they've become known for. Mm-hmm. So I'm not hating on it too much. I, th- I think some people were talking about this game could have took more advantage of the processing power of the Switch and had higher mm-hmm. quality graphics. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it, it, I'm I'm with it. It's it, it's fine. Uh, there's so much more freedom in terms of who you can play online. There's things uh, in this game called Max Raid Battles, and they took that um, from the success of Pokemon Go, mm-hmm. right? The one you had on your phone, the app you have on your phone, mm-hmm. uh, where you can meet up with people in real time and battle a Pokemon together. Another person with a Switch? Uh, well, on your, on your phone, that's what you can do on Pokemon Go, and they took that idea. Mm-hmm. And so now uh, you can add friends on the Switch, uh, and then you can battle together online in, in, in real time against uh, – you can do a, a raid battle. That's sweet. So you can battle together, not just uh, against each other. Right, so that is freaking sweet. Uh, I love the legendaries. I can't remember their names, but uh, you know, one huge dog with a with sh- uh, sword, one huge dog with a shield. It's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty British, pretty UK-y. Uh, the landscapes are gorgeous. There's something in this called the wild area. Mm-hmm. Right, and so of course there are there are wild areas, there's grass areas, there's woods, and in every game that in between towns or whatever that you go through, you can catch wild Pokemon in, right? Mm-hmm. But this game has what's called the wild area, and so uh, it sort of runs in between cities or towns, however they're identified, and it's vast, it's crazy vast. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, you get there pretty early in the game, and as you progress through the wild area, the Pokemon towards the back are the strongest, and the mm-hmm. Pokemon towards the front are the weakest. Um, and there's all kinds of battles you can get to there. But as you travel through the wild area, the weather will change. You can get mm-hmm. caught in a sandstorm. There could be a blizzard. There are lakes you can ride through. Uh, it's so vast and expansive. 
that it actually caught me off guard and overwhelmed me the mm-hmm. first time I was playing it. So it's not totally new, but to me, it is new. I've played it long enough where I can talk about it. Uh, so if you have it, I'd love to hear your thoughts on Pokemon Sword and Shield. If you don't have it and you're into Pokemon, it's a good one to, to start with. The graphics are awesome. There's so much you can do in the wild area. You can camp with your Pokemon. You can make mm-hmm. curry. You can play games with them. Uh, I, I think they, they do a real good job of getting more immersive, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Making you feel like it's a, like you're in the game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's my thing of the week, Pokemon Sword and Shield. Yeah, my thing of the week is actually pretty crazy. Um, I just found out about something called Facebook. Wow. There's this brilliant kid named Mark Zuckerberg. How old is he? Twenty-two. You're calling him a kid? He's older than you. He's a little kiddo, you know. And it's just like I'm like, wow, this is an amazing interface. On to new news. What was that? The fucking Ebola outbreak in Africa. <laughs> Are you the YouTube rewind? What's happening? You're just bringing <laughs> up old shit. <laughs> no. What's uh, your new thing? My new thing is actually. So I don't know if this is real or not, but I just read this recently because it's brand new. Apple Plus TV just paid. Billie Eilish, $25 million to make a documentary about her life on Apple Plus TV. And I just read the article. Word. Yeah. Well, my thing is like, bro, she's like not even a year older than me. What's the documentary going to be about? <laughs> like they could have just waited like 10 more years and like actually had something. Right. But it's like she always wanted to dance and now she's famous. Like that's <laughs> that's that, that's all it is. Like I'm like. There's, there's such a short amount of time. Is what is what is there? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, uh, I don't know. I just thought that was pretty crazy. I'm like, that's a lot of that's a lot of cheddar cheese. And she's like Apple's like like Apple loves her. Like the, the Apple just realized these um Apple Music Awards they're doing now. They're doing Apple Music Awards. Yeah, which I don't I, I don't know why they hadn't been doing that before, but they're doing it now because Apple Music is such a huge. Oh, that's true. That's right. That's true. They can they can take it off of analytics of how much has been streamed, all this stuff. Like mm. most streamed song was Old Town Road. And like, okay. but my thing is like, artist of the year was Billie Eilish, based on sales. And now that's what I'm thinking because I'm like, what did, did she have an album come out or has it? She's had multiple, but it's like it's like been known that like her well, she, brother she, writes a lot of like a lot. She, she's had multiple albums come out. Yeah. Wow. Oh, good for her. I didn't. Uh, yeah. I guess I didn't know about her until her yeah. radio success with like Bad Guy. Oh yeah, it's been more than that. Yeah, oh, I, sure. I just didn't know about her until then. No, yeah. So that's all I was like, but like, why wouldn't you credit the both of them with Artist of the Year? Because like, ninety percent, if not a hundred percent, of those songs are written by her brother. Are you sure? I know he's her producer, right? He makes, well, he works with her. There's a collaboration. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, he, there's a serious collaboration. Like, er, like, like everywhere they go, if they're ever on like live shows and stuff like that to sing, like, like you know, like at the Howard Stern, they're together like always. That, he's playing piano. She's just singing. Like right. he's there. All the time, and there's like so he's composing, but what proof do you have that he's writing her songs? Well, she says that. Okay, she says that. So I'm like, I'm like, well, she's so open about well, it. Well, what has she said? She said he writes some songs, or he's writing. Mo- Did she say he's writing all the stuff? Well, no, 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 no. Like this song is this one's written by Phineas. Like, there's like okay, she'll it, say it. Yeah, well, I mean, it's before, not like a live concert, but it's like it's like it's credited. Like oh, right, right, he right. wrote the song, and even then, so even then, so. Because of her, it's ra- her radio success. Yeah, and ninety percent, like whenever I, pe- I talk to people about what they like about her, yeah, that they love her sound. If he's just the producer, all that sound is him, because you yeah. have to craft that the well, environment. That's I know that's, that's not, not exactly true though. Just because someone has a sound doesn't mean you can attribute the whole sound to the producer. Oh, well, I mean, 
their voice, I get that. Like you can't like do that. But I mean, like, like the sound, like the environment that he creates, like the beats and all that kind of thing. Like that's like. I mean, no doubt the 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 producer does a lot. I'm not trying to take away from the producer, but yeah. I, I also just because I don't know, I don't want to take away from her. Like as a director, at, look it up. as a director and as an artist, I feel like there's always a collaboration. There's always an influence. So, I mean, unless we're gonna flat out just come out and say that he constructs her aesthetic, that'd be very different from her saying, I'm feeling this way, or I want this kind of sound, and then he makes it. But if there's a conversation, I don't think that we should take away from what she's contributing, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. As a producer, no doubt, he's given it his all, for sure. But I mean, there are people who produced Michael Jackson albums, but there are also like... um voicemails of him calling his producer and say, I want to, I want to, and, and then this comes in, a chick, a chick, a chick. you know what I mean? It, it's on one of his songs. Like, he, I, I he's done that. that. Yeah, yeah. So what have you, what have you found? It just says right here that the songs are written by Irish and or 21 year old brother. So that means that I guess they're like, it's a collaboration. Yeah. Which is like, then they're, then they're, t it's a, it's a, it's a right. good effort. But, but yes, but unless they are selling albums as a group, like 21 Pilots, then it's, it's it, his bad because he didn't brand it that way. Well, anyway. I mean, he also may not want that. If he had the intention of like, I want to help you build your brand. You don't want to be a group. You want to be a solo artist, quote unquote. Let me see how I can support you in that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because he's definitely getting his fair share of the money. He may not give a damn who knows his name. If, you're, if your bank account is getting direct deposits every week, do you care who knows your name? <laughs> I don't know, bro. It depends. You that's, know? That, no, that's true. I, yeah. I get that. Maybe I'm just bitter because like, she's like not even a year older than me. But I mean, that's, that's my bad. So I mean, you also got to – I mean, we have to deal with these feelings, right? I feel the same way about Tom Holland. And just because we don't know what they've been through, we only get to see their success, it, mm. it, it doesn't mean they haven't struggled. And also, I think uh, New, my partner, was talking about how he is super humble. And how he is. I've heard that for sure. Yeah, and how he uh, gives credit where it's due. He says, "Yeah, like I'm only 21, but like, like I stand on the shoulders of giants." You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. it's people like my parents had already made connections that that I was able to take advantage of. My people already. I was like, I was taught music from a super young age. So by the time I was an adult, I was ra I knew how to make beats. I could do all of the things. You know what I mean? And so, I feel like we got to deal with the jealousy and acknowledge mm -hmm. it. It's okay, and then. Just trying to be the best that we can be because I'm I'm 28. I'm I'm you're further along in your career than I ever was when I was 17. You know what I mean? So it's I think it's always about doing that. Like my kids will probably be in similar positions as as, as Billie Eilish and, and and Phineas when they're 18, 19, 20. They're gonna be hot shit because of all the work that I'll have done. Mm -hmm. Right? People aren't gonna know me as a big household name until I'm probably in my 40s, mm -hmm. just because of my timeline was different. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I, I think I think it's what it's about. It's about acknowledging who came before you and then knowing that just because we don't see the struggle doesn't mean it didn't happen. You know? You're right. You're right, Seth. Yeah. You know what? I've never looked at it that way before and <laughs> I'm so changed. Shamed. You feel shame? I'm the shame on you. Shame? I, I don't know how to feel that way anymore. <laughs> Do like so I remember a lot of these these KPPS cartoons that I used to watch when I was younger. Wait, like what did you call it? KPVS cartoons. Or okay, I thought you called it a KPPS. I was like, KPBS? What? <laughs> I thought you said KPPS. 
Oh, KPPS. Yeah, I was like, that's not what it's called. Oh, no, K KPBS. All right, but Joe. Um, like the Backyard Games to the Science Kids. Arthur. Arthur, though. <laughs> yeah, like that, like shows like that. I, I just remember that specifically to the Science Kid. Because did you remember? Did you ever, were you around? Were you too old for that? I might have been Sid the Science Kid. That sounds legit. Yeah. Well, it was this weird animation. This kid had orange skin, red lips, and blue hair, and he was like a, <laughs> and he a was failed like, chemistry experiment. That's what that sounds and like. like Holy I'm, moly! I'm Sid, right? And he always running around, and his hair would like kind of float when he ran because it's just like that. That's the kind of animation it was. Let me see the picture. I gotta yeah. look this up. And and I was finally like, everybody looked like that. They all looked like super like weird like that but they did like these cool little experience experiments but like i think back at it i'm like oh that shit was creepy like if you watch back and i'm like sid with a c or an no s. s sid the science kid and it's like sid the science running kid. around whoa let me see him again let me see him. no i i never watched this guy <laughs> We'll put a throw it on the screen. Oh, so it's you. not, it's not. Oh, it is blue hair. That's right. It's blue hair. He don't have like red lips. He has, he looks like a Simpson. You made him sound like some kind of weird chemical spill. I mean, does he look like, if you he's, saw, if you saw that kid in real life, would you not go running for your life? It's a cartoon, dumbass. <laughs> Yellow skin, orange nose, blue hair. He looks a bit like a Simpson. You made him seem like some kind of Batman villain. <laughs> Orange skin. <laughs> like weird clay face. Isn't he that? scary, though? Kind of like you think about it like he's cute. Now that I look at him, he's kind yeah, of. Yeah, he's not really scary. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just thought it was funny. I'm like, why did we watch that? Like, like things like that were like I go back like Courage the Cowardly Dog, which is not a KPBS show, but it's a Cartoon Network show. I'm like, oh, that's so scary. Not a, not a show for kids. Right. I definitely stayed up watching that show on accident because I was too afraid to get out of my bed and change the channel. If I Wait, like, for real? Yeah, like if I didn't have the remote, I would just have to watch that show because <laughs> I could not get out of bed or whatever. And I was so afraid. I don't know, I was like 12 or something oh, like that. that. So No, I, I was never that way. Wooga, wooga, wooga. I, I love Courage the Stupid dog. dog. I just thought it was like, oh, this was scary shit. But yeah. I, I, I never like, I, I like I liked it. Like, I felt the same way. Like, like Flapjack got dark sometimes also. Like, oh, weird. Yeah. Flapjack got super weird. Right? Yeah. Like, what's the deal with these shows being so damn? I think it's like these, they want to get on Adult Swim, but they're like, nah, not good enough for oh, Adult Swim. Let's show this shit to I do want to get on Adult Swim. It's, yeah. like, it's like SpongeBob, like how SpongeBob was supposed to be an adult show. Mm -hmm. And they're like, Mm. Oh, was it originally an adult show? Yeah. It makes sense with all the indu innuendo. Yeah. Innuendo. Uh, innuendo. Innuendo. Thank the, you. The 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 you know what I'm talking about? You know, whatever it is. But yeah, so that's that's my thing. What's your thing, man? Okay. Do you remember Jungle Book, the animated movie? <laughs> I know. I know. I'm I'm back to the Disney thing. I'm not going to rail on it like I did last, last let's week. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Yeah. I, I remember Jungle Book, the animated movie. You do? Yeah. Man, talk about classic storytelling. <laughs> You, my thing is like I'm over here saying shit. I'm like, you really have to think about it if you remember. And you're like, do you remember this morning's newspaper? It's like, <laughs> no, I didn't read the newspaper this do morning. Do you remember Cars? Jungle Book, man. I'm just, I mean, no. how you didn't say how obscure do things have to be? No, no, do, no, no, do you need no, more no. obscure. Things? No, 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 no. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Okay, like, well, here, er, 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 here's yeah. the thing. It's so interesting because there's there's so many of these. Uh, Real or live action, they're called live action remakes. You know what I mean? And Jungle Book's been done two or three times, uh, live action. I think I knew that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's just interesting looking at the cartoon and 
like the flow in terms of dialogue and music, right? Because we were just we just did Dogfight the Musical, which you musically directed and I directed, and I I I often don't like musicals because of the spectacle. I'm not interested in spectacle purely for spectacle, right? I like there to be a reason behind things. It, it should move the story forward, or I don't care. Mm-hmm. And and as a maker, and as a, as a as a performer too, and and so in the sort of uh, musical dictionary, it talks about the performers begin to sing only because they can't express themselves any other way. It, it is a necessity, mm-hmm. right? They're not just singing because of howdy doody, it's a rainy day or wh- whatever the hell it is, right? There's a reason behind this, it's like emotionally driven. And to me, that is so clear in cartoons. The transition from dialogue into song, I almost never question it in a cartoon. You know what I mean? And, and it's partially because you can draw the camera wherever. You never have to worry about special effect. You know, if, if, if it was a yeah. real camera, there's all these complications and, and, and limitations sure and expensive rigs. But in a cartoon, you can create your world with what you have, just, just, just the pen and the paper, everything you use to create everything else. And so it, it just got me thinking in terms of, like, what are the kinds of production lessons that we can learn from things like that? Mm-hmm. Because then... I think I saw I think I saw the Jungle Book that John Favreau directed, which was fine. Oh yes, I saw John Favreau's. I didn't see Andy Serkis's, mm-hmm. I think. And and I don't know if that one had music. Oh, it had very little. Andy Serkis? No, the John Favreau version. Oh yeah. I think Baloo still sung his bare necessities. Oh, but it was I remember that. But movie. it was weird yeah. because it looked like a real bear. Like why would a real bear sing a song? And it was also like an excerpt of a song. It wasn't like the full song. So so it just really brings my attention to like context and how things are set up. Mm-hmm. And and right, like art is the lie that tells the truth. Mm-hmm. And so how like what what is required of me as a maker in order to draw people in to where something like that is believable mm-hmm. when it's been transposed into quote-unquote real life you know what i mean mm-hmm. because we have the container we have the context no, no i'm sorry we have we have the container we have the contents and then we have the context in, w- in which it all exists right so even if you still have like the content the story is around the same they change the screenplay obviously but it's the same story right but the container is different because there's real people you're on a real sound stage and whatnot and then also uh, the contents, the container, and the context. I mean, it's a different time, at least socially, politically. I- it's a different time. So what does it mean for this story to be told at th- in 2017, 2018, whenever it came out? So it's just looking at those factors and, and seeing one way in which they work. And then when a work is redone and how those elements are changed, what about that does or doesn't work and so i was just thinking of that um so that's my remember yeah because it got me into all the nitty-gritty of production and things like that the jungle book is uh, quite an extensive book many many chapters have you read the book of of jungle book chapter one (laughs) mowgli rests in a pit (laughs) no no what i'm doing with that anyway so zach remembers the jungle book i remember kpps cartoons and we'll be right back 
All right, everyone. Welcome loud. back. <laughs> so sorry about that. I could have sworn that was a lot quieter than it was. Um, we are back after a lot of fun. A much longer break than anticipated. That was a really, really, really long break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and okay, so we are back. Um, the next section of our podcast is called uh, "My Next Guest." In which I have a special guest on the podcast, which is really just Zach doing a character that I give him on the spot that he doesn't know until I give it to him, like all you guys. Let's give him a good character. <laughs> so, um, all right. My next guest that we're having on here on the Junkyard Podcast is actually a local. Wow, that was fucking loud, Zach. Is actually a local to the Junkyard. He's been around here for quite some time. You just haven't had him on camera. I know we've only had one episode, but he's been here for quite a long time. And um, actually a good friend of mine. He inspired a lot of the idea for this for this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce you to Dumpster Dylan. Dumpster Dylan. For those of you that cannot see him, Dumpster Dylan is wearing a kente cloth scarf and vest and a banana peel for a hat. Uh-huh. Hi, how are you doing? Well, you know, any day outside of a dumpster is a good day, baby. Really? <laughs> well, you know, you gave me the idea for this. You know that, right? We had that one discussion about the junkyard, and I was like, shit, whenever we have conversations, it goes to a whole another level. And I would have had this podcast with you, but you just smell so bad all the time. It just uh-huh, wasn't going to work. Uh-huh. But you understood that. You didn't take it personally. And that's what's so admirable about, about you. That is my disposition. Yes, yes. Like, that's just how it is. You, you chose that way of life, and I respect it totally. So that's that's amazing. Um, so anything new in the, in the junkyard for you, anything new, anything new come in that you've been using recently that's been pretty fun to have? <laughs> well, you know, in my world, things are always changing. So you got to stay in flux. You got to stay flexible. You know, ain't a day goes by that I miss a deposit at the junkyard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's always new things to see and last people to get. Last time I was there, pardon me, last time I was there, you had a cat. Where's that cat now? Let's look at that. We cat. have several thousand cats at. Well, the you had a, you had a, you had a new one. You had a new one. Biscuit. What was it? Biscuit. Oh yes. Oh, uh, and his sister Gravy. Gravy. Biscuit and Gravy. Biscuit what happened to them? Are they gravy. still around? They're both dead. Just just oh, they are dead. Yeah. Trash compactor. Uh no. Cats. Uh, you see, are our only form of uh, protein in the junkyard. Oh. So. Circle of life. <laughs> Circle of life. Circle of life. I understand that. That's. Okay, so, Dumpster Dylan, I always knew you for having these amazing jokes. Like, whenever we'd be sitting there on the trash pile, you'd have these amazing, these amazing <laughs> jokes. <laughs> so, please, please humor the audience. Humor me and the audience with one of your amazing jokes, please. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so good. I love it. He always does these so well. What does They're always, like, long jokes, too. <laughs> They're never, like, the short ones. Well, here's he a short one just to Stop. A short joke? <laughs> I've never ever heard you say a short joke. What does a gay horse say? What is it? What is it? Hey. Okay. So so what does a lesbian horse say? What? Hey. Yeah, that's good. That's good. You know, but I want to hear one of your longer jokes. So a man walks into a bar and the bartender says, Oh, what can I get you? And the man says I like to use your restroom. And the bartender says, oh, the restroom's off of customers only. And the man says, fine, I have a ginger ale. 
and the customer says, that'll be $499. And the man says, for a ginger ale? And the bartender says, yes. So the man pays $5 and gets some payback and then uses the restroom. Mm-hmm. And while in the restroom, he didn't wash his hands. Mm-hmm. And when he came back out, he shook the bartender's hand. Mm-hmm. And then he left. <laughs> All right, folks. So that was Dumpster Dylan on the mic. Amazing, amazing, amazing. I'm so glad that you got to come here, Dylan. I'm so glad that you got to come here and, and tell us one of your jokes. And, uh, oh, he's rubbing his aftershave on the Stubble. Oh, the cat. <laughs> There's many ways to skin him. <laughs> All right, security. Security. Take off. Oh, oh, that's my cue. Take off Dylan. Security, please. I'm sorry, Dylan. I don't want to do this to you, man, but you're you're getting a little off the... Dylan? 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 Stop. Dylan? 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 Stop touching... Please. Stop, Dylan. Stop touching that. Stop touching that. That's not for... That's not garbage. That's not garbage. Yo. Hey, so sorry about that. I know that was a little bit of a ruckus. Did he hurt you? Did he hit you in any way? No, this mic fucking smells like shit. This isn't going to work because you told the audience that it's me imp- impersonating them. Yeah, but last time we did the same thing. Where you were like, yo, you usually just pull a bird out of your ear and you came uh, back. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Wait, that was Zach, though. That... <laughs> How dumb do you think our fucking audience is? <laughs> it's not but possible. Wait, we can't trick no them. No way did they know that was me, dog. <laughs> How dumb do you think they are? Um, so our, our, our next section is when we play a character impressions game. This is not just celebrities anymore now. It's like characters, too. Well, okay. No, okay. known characters. It's not like made up like bullshit. Okay. But it's known characters now. Right. I've never seen them. You've never seen them. Now, what happens? This is the rules of the game. There's seven rounds. Each round, is thir- uh, uh, we each get 15 seconds. So first part of the round, Zach goes. He tries to impersonate somebody. He gets 15 seconds. If I guess it, he wins that round because he was able to do a good character impression. If he doesn't do it and I do it, then I get the point. It, you'll pretty much see as we go on, but it just it racks up. There's seven rounds, okay? Pick one. Make sure pick one. <laughs> all of them are in your hand. You impersonate everybody. <laughs> Mom picked all those. Oh, good. This, this is why they're good. 15 seconds on the clock. Three, two, one, go. My gosh, Scoob. I don't <laughs> know if we're going to make it Shaggy. out of here. Yeah. Oh, damn. That was a good one. Okay, I'm not worried about my ability to impersonate this. But it's your ability to guess this that I'm concerned about. Okay. <laughs> you uncultured swine. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, here we go. All right. Don't tell me how to live. I can be done the rain on my parade. I'm a show star on Broadway. I'm a woman. I'm very famous. Oh, 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 oh. I'm still very. Barbara Streisand. Yes! No! I was thinking about her audition. I saw the audition in my head. Oh, my goodness. All right, so Zach wins this round. And so this is why. So now this time, because last time we played this game, we didn't even do seven rounds, people. And we said Zach won, but really, just want to clear the air, we tied. <laughs> Three, two, one, go. Kill. Uh, kill Hercules. What am I, what, what does that guy got to do around here to, to kill a demigod? Oh, my, did my Hades? hair go out? Hades? Who, who voices him? Oh, that, oh my gosh. Ah, uh, so embarrassed by that. 
James Woods. James Woods. Oh, dude, you could have just done like how Family Guy always references James Woods because James Woods has ruined everything for oh. everyone there. And, 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 and what's it called? It's just like James Woods. They're just like, James Woods. He owns everything. You can't say the name, though. Huh? You can't say the name. No, I know, but I wouldn't I, w- I would have known if you said, like, he owns everything in Family Guy. He, oh. He's ruined everything for all of them. They all yeah. hate him. They, he kills everyone. I, it just wasn't. Obviously, Hercules is more on the forefront of my mind than <laughs> Family Guy. <laughs> James Woods. Damn, that's tough. All right. Uh, yeah. Here we go. Okay, got this. Got this. All right, here we go. What is it? <laughs> 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 Did you think about it? Yes, <laughs> I almost said it too. I was, I was like, oh. <laughs> All right, here we go. Okay, here we okay. Go. I wasn't my. Right, no, 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 no. Shaggy. Yeah, she said Shaggy the reggae singer. Because uh, when I first saw Shaggy, I was like, what the? She already said Shaggy the first time. <laughs> Shaggy, Shaggy, Shaggy. It's just the same Scooby and Shaggy reference. 30 lines The whole game. Zoink, Scoob. All right, now I go. Zoink, Scoob. All right, so I get that point. So now we're tit for tat, okay. tit for tit, two for two, boob for boob. Uh, here we go. Boob for boob. Pick one. I would love to just walk by a bar and see two women fighting. And one be like, no, I said I was sorry. He's like, nah, bitch, boob for boob. What's <laughs> up? Uh, Three, two, one, go. Yeah, I'm a old school rapper and a mix thing. I'm a DJ. Ooh, I'm really important to P. hip-hop Diddy? culture, but I don't. Sean Combs? Will Smith? I'm a, I'm a DJ. That's, um, that's bad. Who is it? Sir Mix-a-Lot. Oh, he's a do the hump to hump. Is that who he is or no? Is that? No, I thought that was... That's that's definitely something else. Someone, uh, maybe, I don't know. All right, here we go. I'm really pessimistic about life. I'm an actor. Back in the '90s, I was in a really famous TV show, um, but it's a fake TV show. I'm a cartoon character. I'm on a Netflix original, um, voiced by Will Arnett. Um, Batman. No, voice. No, I'm a Lego cartoon character. It's an oh, adult. Damn. Bojack Horseman. Damn. Oh, I've never seen that. Oh, that's right. You never seen that show. Ah, oh, that's like my mom and I show. So that's what I'm like, mm. ah, dang it. Okay. Zero zero. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. Uh, Merry Christmas, motherfucker. I'm here with your presents, nigga. Oh, here I come down the chimney and shit. Oh, damn. Black Santa? Yes. <laughs> Holy shit, it's Black Santa Claus. What the hell? In parentheses, a hood, not bougie. I come down with your Christmas presents, nigga. <laughs> it says Black Santa Claus. Ooh. I just did my best to do a Samuel L. Jackson Santa Claus. Mammy, Mammy, look, that's Black Santa. <laughs> Nigga, get back in your room. Black City Dangerous. So here we go. All right. Y'all can't take a motherfucking joke. I'm just trying to tell jokes Cat here. Cat Williams. I'm fucking Dave the Chappelle. funniest. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right, here we go. Boom. Uh, oh, shit. I, f- I just forgot. Well, do you feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? That's really all, all I have. Do you feel lucky? Do you feel lucky, punk? The guy from Home Alone? No, uh, Clint Eastwood as Dirty Harry. Oh, shit. <laughs> I don't even know. Like, That's I, all I know. Oh, That's man. Know. That's rough. Boomer. <laughs> I'm the black guy in Criminal Minds, but not the character, the actor. Shamar Moore? <laughs> that was easy. Hey, Shamar Moore is the guy, bro. <laughs> He's the dude. Oh, that was easy. Damn it, I'm mad you got that point. <laughs> Three, two, one, go. Oh, I'm an elf, but I'm not the size of other elves. Oh, Will Ferrell from Elf? Yes, thank God. Three, 
do one. Fat. A sheep. Fat trick. <laughs> oh, SpongeBob. Bitch, a sheep. I don't know. SpongeBob SquarePants. But it's like I I move my because I have my finger like this. I had it over the pants. It's like in person. I'm like, yeah, I got the point. I move it says shorts. I'm like. SpongeBob Squares, Squares, Squares shorts. shorts. Oh shit! Who is that? I didn't get the point. <laughs> Final round now. All right, here we go. Ready? Three, two, one, go. The opposite of a boy is a girl. The English way to say Jorge is George. Uh, the opposite of a girl is boy. And then Jorge. Boy George. Yes. Oh yes. shit! Yes. Okay, I thought we had to impersonate. That wasn't even an but impersonation, I, but I'll let you have because because earlier you. I thought I thought you I, th- I did that because I thought you said earlier you could like, describe it. I mean, for something like that, like that's fine. Okay, like, I right, mean, right. like you shit, said, it. I don't even know who Boy George is. If you were to do the impersonation, exactly. Raggy. Oh my God. <laughs> Scooby Doo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I win. Yeah, close game. But true, right. you did. You win. That's true. Hell yeah! What is that? That's five to four, baby. Mm. Damn. Brotone, you lost this round. Brotone. See you on the flip side, nigga. Bro, what the hell was that? That sounded like a white guy saying to his friend for the first time. What was that? Squeaky toy. Damn, I'm really feeling it right now. Moment by moment. All right, we'll see you guys right after the break. This wind's going to your head. All right, and we are back. All We're right, back. so now for the meat and potatoes of the whole thing, of the whole podcast, the junkyard, where we talk about all the things in our careers that just didn't go quite well, mm-hmm. or things that have happened to mainstream media that just kind of a little bit of both, a little bit of both, a little both. So, um, who start? I started last week, so Zach, you go ahead. Oh, you did you? That. Okay, let me set the stage for you. All right, so it is 2016. Okay, so I'm working with Jeremy and Stevie. Uh, two friends of ours. Yeah, two friends of ours. Uh, Fat and Lonely Entertainment and uh, Playing Pretend Entertainment. And um, they go, hey, we're going to do you want to do the 48-hour film festival? And I was like, wow. oh, hell yeah, I'm super with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're like, well, who wants to do what? And I was like, well, I'm down to be on the writing team uh, and then you know, d- direct it, and I'll, b- I'll be in it too. You know, Everyone sort of does everything. I think you did sound for that, right? Maybe. I think you did do it for Hillbound. I don't remember. Yeah. yeah. I, so I? So I, didn't, I didn't do camera work. It I was did it, Stevie's uh, brother. <coughs> Might have done a partial. Yeah, yeah. And, and Dante was doing makeup. Well, yeah, yes. I, I, yeah. yeah. I brought the whole crew in, right? So Imani was doing sound. Uh, the, my roommate, my homie Dante, was doing makeup. Uh, we had the homegirl Madison in it. We had I, I, um, yeah, we had Jeremy. Uh, Stevie was in it. Uh, Stevie's brother was filming it. A real community, like, came together. I was hitting up all my friends. To see who would just be in it, so we all put in. So you have to, you have to pay, so we all put in, and uh, we have the setup. So someone is there. You have to physically go to the office, and everyone draws themes out of a hat. Mm-hmm. They pull it out. They text it to me. I'm at home. I start writing. Um, what was it? I don't. I don't remember what the. It was like a like a, a come uh, yeah a coming of age story, something else. Like, I I couldn't remember, but definitely a coming of age story. So I just started writing, and I don't really know what I'm writing, but I sort of based it off of Jeremy. So he, I made, I made him the, the main character, like an exaggerated version of what he, what was what he, his current story was mm-hmm. at the time. And so we get everybody together, mm-hmm. made the shot list, 
and we just shot all day and all night. Like we happened to have connections at the time, so we were able to shoot at my house for the home scene, and then we were able to go to it was a. Did you ever hear about Kava? The drink Kava. I was. I did do sound for that. I was super loud. I did do sound for that. I remember it because I went to that place. That was like a super sketchy as hell thing because like that one girl. We keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it wasn't. At the time, if anyone remembers when when they were popping kava, mm-hmm. whatever, it was a weird drink. Like a weed drink? <laughs> no, it wasn't a weed drink, but it was something else. It makes you like chill, but then I find out it's a root or something like that. At the time, <laughs> one of one of I think Jimmy or Stevie's friends owned this low kava bar, mm-hmm. and so we went there, and it's a real chill place. It's like a it's like a yoga studio with a, a lobby and a bar in it or something something like that. I don't know. So we so we we were there. And people were there drinking, and the owner said, anybody here, uh, just so you know, these people are going to film this shot here. She just gave us permission to use it. And so I was, like, texting everyone I know. I was like, yo, I need people to be these characters. We don't have enough people. Uh, And so finally the one homie caught in. She came through. And so we had her, these, like, weird hipster fake friends. And so uh, we didn't want to... Uh, they had dialogue, but it was too loud in the club, and we didn't have a real boom, and, and so we couldn't get dialogue in. And so I had just sort of um, – t- I took the dialogue out and sort of choreographed a movement of, like, J-Man went in to say hi to his friends, and, and uh, the actress, the homie um, – Madison. Mm-hmm. Uh, she got, like, crazy, like, star girl – Makeup, galaxy glitter and around she had, like, her a eyes. Mouth, a mouth mask on? Yes, yes, and and I think one of them had this mask, and they were, we just found some extra like surgical masks. Mm. So we gave them all surgical masks. Mm. So it was like this weird like Japanese hypno steampunk mm-hmm. futuristic anime weird like look. They all had masks and like eye makeup mm-hmm. on. It was, and then yeah, and then Jeremy walked in there like, oh, what's up? You know, all sleazy and uppity. Mm. And then Karen walks through the door with her makeup, and they just like ditch him. And they go and they and they hang out and then he sort of sees that his friends are fake or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we had done all that work. We get back to the place. We get back to my place at like two or three a.m. And uh, Stevie has this friend Bo. And Bo's supposed to edit it. And I was like, okay, sick. It's awesome. I was gonna stay up, but I just I just can't. You know what I mean? Uh, so uh, he had like a monster and he was smoking a little bit of weed. So I was like, okay, cool, bro. Like. If you want some extra weed, like, here you go. Like, thank you so much for doing this for free. Mm-hmm. I'm going to crash out for a couple hours, and I'll be up, and it's fine. And this is back when I knew almost nothing, mm-hmm. right? Like, I knew, like, 1% of what I know now, mm-hmm. right? And so I get up in the morning, and he's, he's been up. The weed is gone. He's been smoking and drinking Monster all night, and he's working on it. Then it takes him hours to finish the edit. And this might be, like, a five- or six-minute narrative and i gave him the script as well as the shot list but the first time we took a look at it he had included shots uh that were literal bloopers because uh, he thought it was funnier or whatever and i was like i get that and that's fine but like i'm the director i want to see the straight cut first give me what i asked for first not that you can't take creative license but if there's a script don't and i've marked down a shot for it don't use a different shot first you know what I mean? If you show me the straight cut and then you go, but I had this idea, then then show me what you were thinking. Yeah, especially if it's like five minutes. Like, come on now. Yeah, like, yeah. It's and and difficult. it's like, it's a competition. He so can make however many like he wants to show you and be like, oh, well, this one, this one. Yeah, that's right. right. You know, I'm like, 
it's not like we're working on a movie for months so you can get all super artsy with it. It's yeah. due at 7 p.m. on Sunday. Yeah. Right? But he's working on it all day, all day, yeah. all day. And then it's getting to 3 o'clock. It's getting to 4 o'clock. And it's getting to 5 o'clock. He's got to export. Oh, shit. And now this file is huge. And it's taking super long to export. And then he exports it. And we hop in Stevie's car. And we jam up to Mira Mason. Mira Mason's from City Heights. It's uh-huh. like 20, 25 minute drive. Uh-huh. And we miss the deadline. And so then it's like 7.04 or something like that. And we get to the restaurant Damn. where the whole gang is hanging out. Uh, and then I'm like, well, we'll still accept your submission, but it won't be considered for the competition. Damn. Yeah, but then... Yeah, and, and and even if we had gotten there early, our drive for some reason stopped working, and so they tried to play it right there to, to double check, but it wouldn't play. So then we had to run across the street. Let's say there was a Staples. We had to buy a USB drive. Mm. I think I think I had my laptop because I was doing some transferring on there as we were going, and then put it on a new one, mm. and then give that to them, mm. right? So we didn't make it into the competition. But at least we submitted it. We finished it. It's fine. A mm-hmm. couple weeks go by, and the premiere happens. And it's like a little red carpet event. It's at a local movie theater. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, all the contestants go, and you see all the movies in a row. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're sitting there, and we're, we're watching, and we're all dressed up. It's, it's hilarious. Stevie is wearing, like, a flowing red gown. <laughs> It's He's wearing a dress? Yes. Yes. <laughs> this large, large man is wearing a dress. He's not queer. It, At it, all. Yeah. He's just trolling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's super funny. <laughs> and then we're sitting there and we're watching. I think we're like fifth or sixth or something like that. And then it comes up. Hillbound. I'm like, all right. It's going to be great. And the video starts playing. Mm-hmm. And then we realize. Oh, there's no sound i remember this when you guys came back and you were like the whole video had no audio at all so bo edited it without putting any audio to it or or what and then so we're sitting there mid-level in the movie theater looking out all of us mouths on the floor like (laughs) (laughs) grabbing each other like we're trying to get our shit together I'm trying. I'm trying just not to not like kick people's heads and just you know like like ah just like hitting people, just like, <laughs> ah, smacking myself. Mm. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. just going out of my mind. Then the Stevie text Bo. He's like, "Hey man, what the fuck? What the fuck is going on? We're at the premiere right now. The video has no audio. It's all gone. What are you? You played us. What's happening?" And 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 this dude. He goes, what are you talking about, bro? This is so incredibly unprofessional. This is so rude of you. I, I exported the version for myself, and I even showed a couple people, and they all said it's great. They said it was awesome, even with the cuts that I made. So one, he didn't even change the bloopers that I told him to change. Didn't even know that until I until I saw it when it was premiered. Uh, and then and then and then I, and I was like, what? It doesn't make any sense that he has a version with audio and we don't. And I go back home and I look on my computer and I look in the folder. He gave us the the previous draft, which must have had muted audio or something on accident because there were one or two sound effects that did play. Don't ask. It was completely silent except for one or two like <clears throat> like ad libs or some shit like that. And I go back on the computer and I open up both of them and one has sound and one doesn't. And he's, he exported the one that doesn't have and sound. And he gave us to submit to the committee the one 
with no sound on accident. What a dumbass. <laughs> yeah, and even even more tragic, same thing as last week. When I went to open that file a couple months ago, the saved file is in there. But all the footage is gone. But yeah, that's my junkyard. Damn. My junkyard's a little bit shorter. It's about film as well, though. My friend Nathan Cooper, we've been friends for a long time. We met way in the way back just from playing Minecraft. Or way we, in the way back. Way in the way back. We played theater. We played theater. We did theater, and then we played Minecraft, and we became more and more friends, and it was just like a cool thing. So, yeah. And he makes films. Um, in fact, he's going to college for film right now. I don't remember. I don't know what college he's going to because I helped him with his submission, but he never let me know which one he got into. That's sketch. But no, I mean, like, I told <laughs> 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 him that. I, well, we made used to make a lot of films. Like he used to film on his iPad and then edit it in iMovie. We like made these little films, and obviously all those are in the junkyard. But there's no need to have to go about that one. But so they, they wanted to do, he wanted to make like an actual film, like an actual short film. I think to submit, um, to a competition or something like that. This was back in 2016 too, I think as well. And he got his, his a couple of his friends together, and they, um, Shane and Mark. And Mark was the sound guy. Shane was one of the cinematographers, if not the cinematographer. And Nathan was like. Uh, the director and co-cinematographer or whatever he would like film too. I don't know, but they all wrote a film together called Take Three, and this was like a little, like a little short film about forty-five minutes long. No, 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 that's way too long. Like twenty-five that's minutes. A good film, yeah. No, no, like twenty, Fine. twenty-five minutes. 25 okay. Minutes. Um, <coughs> so they write it and they have like they like audition it, and he asked me if I, uh, to audition or I asked to audition. I don't know something like that. And I auditioned for it, and I ended up getting in with um, this kid named CJ and this girl named Olivia. We're the main three. There's three three main characters. And there's other characters in it that are like, because it's like a, yeah. So they made the film was about uh, three kids that they see an ad for a, a film competition. And they can't decide on, on an idea together, so they break off and make their own ideas and compete against each other. This competition for the film. Thing. That sounds familiar. Yeah. I mean, it's not like a super, like you know, avant-garde idea or, like, different or anything like that at all, but it's just, like, you know, it's there. Right. And so, and, like, and basically it, the whole thing is just broken up into three montages. It's, like, this one is filming montage. We see their film. Filming montage, we see their film. Filming montage, we see their film. And they're all, like, really short films. It's, like, funny. Um, and I play this character called Felix, which is, like, the comedic relief of the whole thing. And okay. this was the first film that I was ever, that I ever, like, was in, in. Like, you know, the other ones were, like, they had no, the ones that I made with him, like, had no lines. It was just, like, things, whatever. Right. This is the first one that I did with a script. And I thought that all films, you just had a teleprompter. Really? I just thought that everything, I thought, like, behind the camera, actors would just always, they, they always, they see the lines as they're saying them. That's what I thought. Or maybe, wow. I, I never actively thought about that, but when I got to there, I was like, oh, so there's, like, a, like a teleprompter or something? Like, and I thought, because since, since the things are so cut, like, since it's like a cut, 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 I thought you just see your line for that cut, and you do that. And then you would do it like, like I thought it was like that broken up. I didn't know that you had to memorize all your lines like theater because I've been doing theater for a long time before that. Right. So I I had been used to memorizing scripts, but I didn't know that for filming you had to memor you had to memorize scripts. Mm -hmm. So I was like, curled up there, first filming day. <laughs> <laughs> I have my lines memorized. <laughs> I did I did not have my lines memorized. I didn't, I didn't know you had to do that. So I was up there. I was like. I had my script with me in my pocket, all that stuff. I was sitting at the, sitting at the scene. Were you at least familiar with the script? The script. Like, oh, I knew what the story was. I was like sitting there, was, like, looking at the script. I'm like, all right, uh, y'all memorize. I was like, huh? <laughs> uh, remember what? <laughs> right? And my co-actors were memorized because apparently, <gasps> it's a. Uh, I was the only dumbass that didn't get that you had to memorize your script, right? 
And this is a bummer because Nathan's like one of my best friends, right, at, at the time. So I was feeling so, so dumb because I did not even – and I held – I was holding the whole thing back. They got us take – like all the time that it took was like me not saying a line right. And on top of that, they wanted all the lines like exactly right. So it was like, shit. Like I was – it was – so that was – this is why it's not as long because like, uh, you know – it was their first project, so everybody. Mom was in it too. She was one. Of the, she was at the, she, she was at the very end. She was one of the judges. It was just like really bad for me because mm. that was just not a high point in my professional and showing my, my professionalism because they really thought I was out here just like they thought I was probably playing them or just thinking like just like was lazy when I and I was like no it's like I was like where's the so where's the teleprompter they're like <laughs> I was like <laughs> <laughs> that's that's funny. <laughs> um, so yeah, that that's was that was really a bummer for me. So that's in the junkyard for me. I'm not gonna comment on the movie because that's not my place. But I'm gonna say that for me, that was a junkyard experience for me because uh. I, I'm I made that whole process a, a junk a junky one. All right, so shitty contests, well, not shitty contests, but just like editors that totally like kind of screwed you over. Mm-hmm. And then like for me, like not knowing my lines at all. I guess that kind of sums up the junkyard experience for this week for us. Like it kind of just felt like, yeah. like it just didn't really, for us, those things didn't quite hit the spot, right? We well, I mean, it's always we weren't yeah. feeling those moments. De- de- definitely not as much as you were feeling the moments earlier. And now, yeah, yeah, but no, yeah, we weren't we weren't feeling those moments, and so that's just how that goes sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But I think I definitely learned that you need to you need to memorize your script for everything, and I've I've gotten better since then. Right, I mean naturally, because I was in right. more films with Nathan after, and I had my script memorized. And now I've Ish. edited ev- almost everything I've ever done. <laughs> since Don't let anybody since else touch point. it. I mean, just 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 double check people's credentials, and du- and double is also my fault for not saying, "Let me see the final draft." Okay, we exported it. Now let me see it again and make sure the export is correct. I just didn't know I needed to do that. Yeah. And also, he was editing down to the wire, so there was actually no time. We were like walking out of the door as he's handing us this USB drive. What took him so damn long? I don't know. I feel like, you know, we we handed it off at three p.m. or at three a.m. and he just wasn't ready. Anyways, well, yeah, that sums up yeah. the junkyard for this week. Well, I think it's been an interesting episode. We had to work through a couple things. We had to work through it, but even if no one listens to this, I think it's nice just to have a, have an ending. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm Amani. I'm Zach. And this is The Junkyard. We'll see you next time. All right.